You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. You can find the full article and resources that accompany this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash due date. I'd like to thank Mommy Steps for their support of this episode. You can save 20% off a pair of insoles for Mommy Steps or their parent site, which is Form Insoles. I recently just got some insoles for my husband and he's really enjoying them. I've been using Mommy Steps insoles for a few years now. I originally started wearing these when I was pregnant because there are a ton of issues that can happen to your feet when you're expecting. These are things like your arch collapsing, getting bunions, or your feet going up a shoe size. And wearing insoles can help prevent these issues from happening. These are really comfortable right out of the box, but you can even heat them up in your oven and mold them to your own feet. And you can do this up to three times, so you can customize these for each trimester of your pregnancy. Please do not wait until you are having problems. I really recommend these at the start of your pregnancy. Mommy Steps is giving you 20% off when you go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash feet and enter the promo code feet when you check out to save 20%. I'd also like to thank Boppy for their support. You can save 20% off boppy.com with the promo code pregpod20. Boppy makes a lot of great products for you and your baby, and I really love their pregnancy pillows because these are going to help you get comfortable for a good night of sleep. They have four different options, and they range from a small wedge pillow that you can use to support your back or your bump, all the way up to a multi-use total body pillow that really supports your whole body. One of the options is even a side sleeper, so you can sleep comfortably on your side. These pillows are really comfortable to sleep with. I really wish that I would have had these options when I was pregnant because it was such a challenge to find a comfortable sleeping position, especially the further along I got in my pregnancy. I also love that Boppy doesn't just make one pillow because there's never a one size fits all. You have four different options to choose from so that you can find the right size and shape pillow that's going to be right for you. And each of these pillows offer support in different ways. And I know that you're going to find the one that's the perfect fit. Getting a good night of sleep is so important for your health and the health of your baby. And the more comfortable you are, the better you're going to sleep. You can see all of your options at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash pillow and save 20% off boppy.com with the promo code pregpod20. And I want to thank Zoller for their support. I love Zoller's vitamins and supplements because they use really high quality ingredients. One complaint that I hear from time to time is that prenatal vitamins are so big and they can be tough to swallow, especially in your first trimester when you may be dealing with morning sickness or have a really sensitive gag reflex. The good news is Zoller makes a mini prenatal that is a lot smaller and you only need to take it once per day. 
Right now, you can save 25% off the Mighty Mini Prenatal, plus get free infant vitamin D drops. Zoller's high-quality ingredients include things like the active form of folate, plus omega-3s like DHA. The mini doesn't contain the exact same quantities of every ingredient that their regular prenatal does because, of course, it's smaller, but this is the perfect solution if you have trouble swallowing large pills. And another thing I like about this vitamin is that there's a mint insert in the bottle, so they have a minty, fresh smell and taste. I love options. I think it's awesome that Zoller makes a mini prenatal that's going to cover all of those bases for everything you need, especially in that first trimester when swallowing large pills can be difficult. You can always find the current promo code for the Zoller vitamin at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. This episode, we are talking about your due date. Your due date really drives everything in your pregnancy, and your entire prenatal care is based on this date. It's the timing of your appointments, which are going to start out monthly through week 28, which is the end of your second trimester, and then beginning in week 29, which is the start of your third trimester, you're going to go every other week until you hit 36 weeks. And then from week 37 on, you're going to be seeing your care provider on a weekly basis. And if you go past 40 weeks, your appointments may be more frequent than that. The timing of when tests are administered are also driven by your due date. That includes everything from a CVS test to an anatomy scan ultrasound to testing for gestational diabetes and As you approach your due date, the timing of interventions, like maybe an induction, talking about the possibility of a cesarean, those are even more date sensitive. So you can see that the entire calendar of how your doctor or midwife is planning your prenatal care is based all around your due date. And it's not just your doctor or midwife appointments that are based on this date. You're going to be planning your life around this. This is going to include big projects like planning for your nursery, getting everything ready for your baby, deciding on when you want to take a birth class, even timing when you want your baby shower to be. And those are generally big windows, right, that you can plan those events in. And being off by some days or even a week or two shouldn't make a big difference. But when it comes down to planning things like your maternity leave, days can make a big difference. If you have family coming into town to help out when your baby's born, it can be really tough to pinpoint an ideal date. So if you're a planner, which I am, it's really a challenge not to know exactly when your baby's going to arrive. Everyone is going to ask when your babies do. That's the simplest question that also tells people how far along you are. And it may be a simple question early on, but it can get more challenging as you get closer to your due date. If you are two months away, it can be pretty awkward to have someone say, wow, you must be ready to go into labor anytime. And you're thinking, oh, gosh, no, not at all. I still have two months left. Sharing your due date with strangers usually means that you're going to get some kind of opinion on the time of year that your baby is coming. With my daughter, who was due December 26th, the most common reply was, oh, a Christmas baby. 
which by the tone, I could usually tell whether they thought it was a positive or negative thing. You can be specific about your due date if you don't mind being open about it and hearing those opinions, or you can give people a ballpark and tell them, oh, my baby's due in the spring and just leave it at that. As everything is getting planned around your due date, it's common to be nervous as you get closer to that. The general consensus has been that when you hit 37 weeks, you could go into labor at any time. So when you're looking at generally having a baby between 37 and 42 weeks, that's a five-week window where you're pretty much waking up every day wondering if this is the day that you get to meet your baby. If you go past your due date, which is the 40th week, it can bring a whole new set of emotions, thinking about when your baby is going to be arriving. And depending on where you're planning on having your baby, at a hospital or birth center or at home, and your care provider's feelings on your due date, you may have some limitations as to how far past your due date you can go. There are very few care providers that are comfortable letting you go past 42 weeks. And that's due to an increased rate in stillbirth. And of course, all of these things that we're talking about is all predicated on your due date being accurate. We talked about that five-week window between 37 and 42 weeks. And in the past, that was considered a term baby. Back in 2013, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists revised their classifications for pregnancy terms, and they put these into four separate categories. Early term, which is 37 weeks to 38 weeks and six days. Full term is 39 weeks to 40 weeks and six days. Late term is 41 weeks to 41 weeks and six days. And then post term is after 42 weeks. So it's helpful to have these more defined terms of pregnancy. But what does the evidence say about how long a pregnancy actually lasts? One study found that it was most accurate to add 282 days to the last menstrual period. As we get into how your due date's calculated a little bit later in this episode, you're going to see that a lot of that is around 280 days. This study also included mothers who had a labor induction, which of course can have some effect on when your baby's born. Another study found that the average length of a pregnancy was 283 days, and there was no difference found for having a boy or girl. But there was a difference for women who already had at least one baby, and that the median gestational age at birth was two days shorter. This study did exclude women who were induced, so it was looking at the duration of pregnancy without that intervention. And remember that these numbers are averages. A lot of expecting mothers are having babies past this date. And remember, it's not a deadline. I really tried to find a statistic on how many babies are born on their due date, and most estimates put that number between 3 and 5%. According to 2018 CDC data, 10.02% of babies were born preterm, 26.5% were born early term, which is 37 up until 39 weeks, from 39 weeks up to 41 weeks, 
it was 57.2% of babies that were born in that full term period. And then 6.2% of babies were born late and post term. So that was after 41 weeks. And also keep in mind that in the United States, the cesarean rate is 31.9%, which is obviously going to have some effect on these numbers. So how do we come to calculate what your due date is? The calculation that's most commonly used today goes all the way back to the 1700s. There was a professor of botany and medicine in the Netherlands named Herman Boerhave that first developed a formula to calculate due date from the last menses, your last period. And there was some speculation that he based this formula on observations found in the Bible that human gestation lasted 10 lunar months or 280 days. The formula was first put into practice by a German obstetrician in the late 1700s. And his name was Franz Karl Nagel. And today we know this formula as Nagel's rule. The easiest way to calculate your due date using Nagel's rule is to take the first day of your last period. So the day that it started, you want to add seven days and then go forward nine months. And this works out to be roughly 280 days from the start of your last menstrual period. Nagel's rule, while it's very widely used, It operates on a lot of assumptions. It assumes a 28-day cycle and ovulation on day 14. This formula does not account for leap years or for different days in each month. It's assuming that you ovulated on day 14 and that that was the conception date. Sperm can actually survive for up to seven days before fertilizing an egg. So it's really difficult to know exactly when conception occurs. And the time from ovulation to implantation could be as long as 11 days. So there's a lot of room for error here. The formula also assumes that you know the exact date that you started your last menstrual period. And if you're not tracking that, it may be difficult to recall the exact date. In a study that looked at how accurately women recalled this date, 56% were accurate. They called it on the exact day. 74% were within one day, and 81% were within two days. If you are trying to conceive, it can be helpful to track your cycles with an app on your phone. They make a ton of them. They're super simple. Or just keep a running note so that you have those dates because that could be useful in the future. So you can see that there are a lot of assumptions that can leave a lot of room for error with this calculation. When your care provider is going to be calculating their due date, in the past, they used a pregnancy wheel. And this is a paper or plastic or laminated kind of wheel that's often manufactured and distributed by pharmaceutical companies because they're a great marketing tool. And these are all based on Nagel's rule. These wheels usually have a lot of information on them, like when some tests would be taking place, like an amniocentesis or a CVS, because there's specific windows for those. It could also include data like estimated weight and length of your baby at various intervals throughout your pregnancy. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists came out with an app a couple years ago that was aimed to replace these pregnancy wheels. The app can estimate your due date based on your last menstrual period or ultrasound. 
And it makes sense that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists wants to standardize this across all OBGYNs. Not all of the pregnancy wheels actually calculated the date exactly the same way. And ACOG states that this app is based on the joint recommendations from them and the American Institute of Ultrasound in Medicine and the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine. And in this app, when it's calculating due date from the last menstrual period, it's using Nagel's rule. The other main way in which a pregnancy is dated or a due date is estimated is from an ultrasound. And as ultrasound technology has improved over the last few decades, ultrasound dating is used routinely. For this, an ultrasound technician or your care provider is going to be taking measurements that they use to determine gestational age. Earliest on, when your baby is really tiny, the measurement that they're taking is the diameter of the sac. And that has an accuracy of 4 to 11 days. So this means that the date predicted is going to be within 4 to 11 days of your actual date. The most accurate measurement is actually when your baby's a little bit bigger, and they're going to measure from their crown to rump, that length. So crown from the top of their head and rump to their bottom. And that has an accuracy of three to eight days. And that's about as accurate as ultrasounds can get. There are some other measurements that can be taken later in your pregnancy that are not quite as accurate. Those include using measurements from head circumference or abdominal circumference or even the length of your baby's femur. When you're looking at ultrasound accuracy, it's also going to depend on the skill of the technician or the care provider that's operating the ultrasound. And remember that those measurements tend to be more accurate earlier on in your pregnancy. When you're comparing the two main methods that are used to determine your due date, an ultrasound or looking at your last menstrual period, which one is more accurate? The general consensus is that the current gold standard for estimating your due date is by ultrasound. There wasn't any research that I reviewed that found dating from your last menstrual period was more accurate than an ultrasound. And according to a study, menstrual dating underestimates the ultrasound date by an average of two to three days. The researchers stated that based on all of the available research, the use of ultrasound derived dates is the best method to determine gestational age for clinical use. So quite a bit of evidence shows ultrasounds to be more accurate than dating it based on your last menstrual period. Another study showed that when an ultrasound was used, the number of post-term pregnancies decreased from over 10% to 2.7%. And basically, they're saying that the more women that delivered within 42 weeks, the more accurate they believe the calculation to be. So when they used dating via an ultrasound, more women delivered within 42 weeks from their due date. So they found that to be more accurate. According to CDC data from 2018, which is the most current at the time that I'm recording this, 77% of women begin prenatal care in the first trimester. That means that almost one in four women wouldn't even have access to an ultrasound measurement for a due date because they're not seeing a doctor until after their first trimester. 
So they would be estimating their due date either from their last period or a later ultrasound, which just is not quite as accurate. So we know that this due date is really important to your care provider. In a committee opinion from the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, they state that accurate dating of pregnancy is important to improve outcomes and is a research and public health imperative. As soon as data from the last menstrual period, the first accurate ultrasound examination, or both are obtained, the gestational age and the estimated due date should be determined. It should be discussed with the patient and documented clearly in the medical record. Remember, they're using this date to base everything about your prenatal care. What happens when your due date from your last menstrual period and your ultrasound due date don't match up? What if they're really different? According to ACOG, if ultrasound dating before 14 weeks differs by more than seven days from the date estimated using the calculation from your last menstrual period, then they say that the estimated due date should be changed to correspond with the ultrasound. If the due date according to your last menstrual period and the ultrasound are off by less than seven days, then they state you should stick with the calculation from your last menstrual period, which is that calculation we talked about, Nagel's rule. Once you get into the second and third trimesters, the accuracy of ultrasound dating starts to decline. So there'd need to be an even bigger difference in the ultrasound date and the date calculated from your last period for your doctor or midwife to actually change the date to the ultrasound date. Keep in mind as well that not everyone chooses to have ultrasounds. Like everything, that is a procedure that you can opt in or out of. But wanting a more accurate date, especially if you are unsure about the date of your last period, could be a reason to opt into a first trimester ultrasound. It's interesting that while we've started using ultrasounds, that we're still combining that with a rule from hundreds of years ago. In an interesting study, researchers suggested that rather than using Nagel's rule, that a more evidence-based approach would be to assign a range of due dates or to describe the due date as a median. By this date, half of women would have delivered their baby. And they also state that it could consider the length of a woman's other pregnancies. In the data in this study, the average length of a woman's other pregnancies was strongly related to the gestational length in her current pregnancy. And as more research is done and the technology that we have improves, hopefully we're going to have more accurate ways of determining pregnancy length and of calculating an expected due date. I know that I've thrown a lot of data at you in this episode. And what are you supposed to do with all of this information? There's some key takeaways that you want to keep in mind. One is if you are trying to get pregnant, you want to track your cycles and even track when you are having sex to try and pinpoint a conception date. You can use an app to track that. Just make a note in your phone or put a mark on your calendar because this data can be useful when you do get pregnant. If you're pregnant and you have no idea when your last menstrual period was, or you had really irregular periods, if you didn't find out that you were pregnant until later on, please do not stress out. 
Your due date does give you a mark for your pregnancy timeline. It does help coordinate your prenatal care and gives you a date to plan for. But as far as when your baby will arrive, it's really only a ballpark date. If you are wanting to avoid interventions like an induction or a cesarean, remember that after your due date, your baby isn't late. There's room for error in any method that you're using or that your doctor or midwife is using to calculate your due date. And not everyone has the same pregnancy length. There are so many factors that play a part in this. Please do talk to your doctor or midwife about any questions or concerns that you have about your due date. And if you're concerned that your due date is not accurate, you want to bring those concerns up early. You don't want to wait until you're close to your due date. You want to be having that conversation as early as possible. And if you're nervous about going over your due date or you want to know how that changes your prenatal care, whether or not your doctor would be comfortable if you went past 40 weeks, 41 weeks, 42 weeks, have those conversations with your doctor or midwife. To recap today's episode, we really dug into evidence on due dates. We talked about a lot of research on when people are actually having babies. We talked about how your due date drives your prenatal care and your planning. We talked about how term pregnancies are defined and what the evidence is on duration of pregnancy, how long pregnancies actually last. And we talked about how due dates are calculated using Nagel's rule or ultrasound measurements and what all of this data actually means for you. I want to thank you for tuning into the Pregnancy Podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com. You can read the full article and resources that accompany this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash due date. Thank you to Mommy Stops for their support of this episode. Take advantage of getting 20% off with the promo code FEET. You can check these out at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash FEET. And these are going to help prevent a ton of foot issues that can happen when you're pregnant. Thank you to Bobby for their support. You can save 20% off bobby.com with the promo code PREGPOD20. And check out their options for pregnancy pillows at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash pillow. There are four different options, and I know that you can find the perfect one for you. And thank you to Zoller to make sure that you have the most recent promo code for these Zoller prenatal vitamins. You want to go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. Right now, you can save 25% off the Mighty Mini Prenatal, plus get a bottle of free infant vitamin D drops. (laughs) 